0: Welcome to the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. I'm Adrienne Permar, the director of the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage. We're operating here near Athens, Georgia. I'm here with Mitzi Everett, my co-host and lead instructor. We'll be discussing some interesting topics in the massage therapy practice and sharing stories from our 30-plus years of combined experience in massage therapy. Welcome. We're happy to talk to you. Hey there welcome back i'm here with mitzi everett hi there and we are talking today uh through the introduction to the educated heart this is the professional guidelines for massage therapists body workers and movement teachers so there's a, a number of educated hearts out there uh, this <laughs> yes. is kind of the old white copy um which is more sort of narrative where she talks like through her story
1: as if she's talking to you and i love it, mm-hmm. it it's like talking to a friend about about being a massage therapist yeah. and, you know, the issues you have. So when I was reading it, I just, it was like, oh my gosh, I was just wondering, like, how do other people deal with this? It's like she was reading my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like a podcast. It's like <laughs> exactly she's
0: walking you through. So it's not like a textbook where you have to memorize everything. No, it's term. just
1: scenarios and how to how to be a, the best massage therapist possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a real world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we're just going to work through it. So, um She talks about first the idea that professional to her originally meant like cold, stuffy, medical, clinical.
1: Exactly. I think a lot of people think that. I think a lot of people think, you know, being a professional, they think of a doctor or someone in a tie or someone at a bank or, you know, just this stuffy, impersonal um, entity that, you know, is not approachable necessarily.
0: Yeah, yeah, that you're not necessarily going to want to have a relationship with. But she really kind of redefines the idea of professionalism in this book as the professional is there, everything that they do is for the benefit, for the benefit of the client. Exactly. Right. That when you're in your professional mode, you're not dealing with your own needs mm-hmm. as a therapist, like, you know, thinking about you what you have to do after work or, you know, thinking about getting something from this person, whether it's. I mean obviously you are getting a financial exchange but if you're kind of thinking of it in a greedy way or if you're thinking of it sexually or emotionally if you're lonely or all these things like right those things should be kind of out of the way when you're a professional you should be focused on what that person needs
1: I agree yeah yeah, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be not warm or no I think it's just the opposite you know to be a professional I think you have to really be more engaged, um, with your client and, um, within boundaries. Yeah. And, and um, I've,
0: I've erred on the side of clinical medical professional kind of thing. You know, when I was running my clinic in mm -hmm. Vancouver, it was, the boundaries were very clear. It was really nice. You know, I, I worked with the person, like I had kind of mentioned before on the hour, Um, so between, or not on the hour, I had 15 minutes in between, but for a full hour. So I would pick them up at say four o'clock, you know, leave the room at five o'clock and check them out. And that was kind of our situation. So I didn't really engage with them ahead of time. I didn't say like, Hey, great to see you and give them hugs afterwards and all this stuff. It was like, you know, they come in, they sit and be quiet in the waiting room until I'm ready for them because I don't have a receptionist. And occasionally people would say, Oh, it felt cold, you Mm -hmm. know, and Maybe it was because I didn't show enough of the warmth that I was feeling for them or whatever. Right. Or maybe I didn't connect with them ahead of time or whatever it was, like, you know, make sure that they felt welcomed in. But at the same time, like, I think I had a lot of clients who really loved that too. They mm-hmm. would just say, you know, I'd come early and just sit in the waiting room and relax and take that me time, you know, cell phone free zone. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and once you get them in the room, it is all about them. You know so there's such a fine line between that professional um, versus unprofessional and being personable
0: um and there's preferences you know some people are going to want that really Mm -hmm. a receptionist that has a warm greeting and they're going to want all these extras and some people are going to want to sit and have quiet time by themselves or whatever right
1: Right. i have some clients that i'm okay and this is going to sound weird but as a (laughs) massage therapist I am not a touchy-feely, huggy person. And it's not, that, it's not that I don't like touching people, obviously I do, because I love doing massage. But I don't just walk up to people when I see them and just automatically hug them. Some of my clients are huggers and I will hug them if they hug <laughs> me. <laughs> um, and now you was, have an excuse
0: with COVID. Right,
1: yeah, exactly. So it's long before COVID, I just, you know, when my client comes in, I I greet them with a smile. <laughs> instead of a hug and even you know my husband says even with our kids sometimes I'm like you know it's he's like oh you're hugging them I'm like what do you mean I'm hugging them they're my kids of course I'm gonna hug them he's like you're just not a hugger yeah yeah
0: and I mean I don't think you she talks about this later in the book and we're gonna work through it so sorry I know she talks about that your next client doesn't need to see you hugging your previous client Because you may not want to hug the next person that comes in and they're going to feel like, oh, she doesn't like me or she likes him better or Mm -hmm. maybe they're not a hugger and they're going to feel like, I have to hug her. Exactly. Or something like there's all this weird. So I think, yeah, as much as you can, I don't know. I think hugging your clients is sort of not my favorite thing either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's a balance between being professional. Well, you want to be professional, and that includes all of the things that are suiting your personality and your client's profile for warmth Mm -hmm. but at the same time not just totally casual right
1: there's a between cold and casual yeah you know you've got to find that midline
0: yeah yeah but she talks a lot about the idea that we are creating that safe environment Mm -hmm. for the person so being consistent we've talked about this before you know with your timing and with your uh rates so if you're really wishy-washy about money or you're not always taking payment on time or you don't charge people late fees you know if you have a policy stick with it those kind of things so that Mm -hmm. they know what to expect
1: right just like you would if you're you know when you go to the grocery store you pay what the price is if you go to a doctor's office you know to get there if they tell you to get there to do paperwork ahead of time you get there ahead of time mm-hmm. now i think the difference between us and doctors is we start on time generally yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: really yeah um, but know, people won't wait for us like they'll wait for doctors. exactly
1: yes yeah so you know maybe we're more professional than doctors i don't know <laughs> yeah
0: really I was gonna say. yeah i mean there's something to be said for
1: that um I think what helps us is our appointments are structured by time yeah so we know if someone's scheduled for a 60 minute we know how long we're gonna be with them generally yeah but the consistency is
0: is important I've had you know I had a a cranial sacral person that I've mentioned before that I really enjoyed working with in Vancouver Mm -hmm. and you know I always felt like she was sort of laser focused on me and for some reason I felt like I could just open up with her and because she was very good listener yes and You know, but sometimes she would go 15 minutes over and sometimes she would end on time. And I would catch myself looking at the clock like first thing when she ended the treatment when she would say, okay, we're all done. And sometimes I caught myself doing it when she was even in the room, which I'm sure made her feel subconscious or whatever. But I would look at the clock to see if it's like, is it 12 o'clock? Is it 12.15? Did you give me extra this Mm -hmm. time? You know, it was always this weird thing where it was like...
1: And then are you disappointed when you don't get that extra? Yeah. Yeah. It's like...
0: And the last time she gave me 15 minutes extra, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, you were expecting it
1: again. Yeah. 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 And I I have had, you know, owning the spa, I've had wonderful therapists, um, one in particular who's a great friend and a phenomenal therapist. I went to school with her. Um, so we've known each other a long time. But she had issues. You know, if she felt like a client needed more, she would go over. And that client may have another service. So everybody's waiting and, but then the next time, you know, she may not be in that giving mood, you know, so, mm-hmm. or she may have a busier schedule. So, like you said, inconsistent inconsistencies lead to unprofessional or people feeling like you're unprofessional. You yeah. think you're doing your client a service by giving them extra time because they need it or just because you don't have anything else that day. But you're really doing yourself and them a disservice. Yeah, because
0: next time they come in, they're... They're going to be feeling uncomfortable. They're not really sure. Should mm-hmm. I pay for extra parking? You know, I've had people worry about that in that city. Right. <laughs> you know, where it's like, should I pay for extra parking? Because I don't know if how late she's going to go or,
1: or if they have somewhere to be like, Oh, I can't schedule with her. She always goes 20 minutes over and it'll make me late. So, um, or if they go to another therapist, like, Oh, well, my last therapist, you know, they always kind of gave me a little extra.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, we've talked about this but I, yeah, I got fired from a place once because I was like running on time Mm -hmm. and everyone else was running into their breaks all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the clients were like, Oh, Adrian doesn't get, give me as much time.
1: I'm like, like but I'm it's my, my time <laughs> and I'm giving you the time you paid for. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So and, you're do, you know, you're not helping anyone. <laughs> um, so respect your time, you know, have that professional agreement with yourself that you're going to respect your time and yeah. and your client's time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, the idea she talks about the idea of it being, you know, a free spirit or yes <laughs> you know, you, yeah this is what I want to do it's like my calling and I want to be you know all those things are great mm-hmm. but employers notice that too like I've went into a place to hand up flyers to give information about the massage school the other day and someone was like man you know I just can't find a massage therapist who's not flaky
1: <laughs> I have heard that and in my experience I have met a lot of massage therapists that are a little, I guess, flaky. Yeah, if
0: that's the <laughs> negative term you want to use for yes. your spirit or whatever. But it's like, if you can't be on time, if you can't be consistent,
1: if you're... Right. You're not going honest. to attract clients. You might get them one time, maybe a second time, mm-hmm. but you will not keep them. And what you perceive as being go with the flow, other people perceive as non-professional, and you know, not reliable, and they will you may give a better massage than their next massage therapist, but if they can depend on that massage therapist to show up and give them the time that they're paying for every time they're going to go with that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And having your warmth giving side constrained, Mm -hmm. I think is going to take care of you. You know, we talked about last time about not burning out right, and all those things. And you know, you want to give all that warmth and all that great stuff that you have to give Mm -hmm. within that professional framework. Exactly. Within that time that you're allotted. So that, you know, because if you, like you said, you're giving a hug to some person and not giving a hug to another person, why? Why do you feel pulled and drawn to give extra time to this person or not charge them the full amount or... Yes. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, you know, this whole idea of professionalism it not only makes you seem like you're a more legitimate um, practitioner that it also really helps your client whether they realize it consciously or not it gives them a sense of safety it gives them a sense of Dependability and stability. They know they can count on you. They know they can trust you. If they can't trust you with time, how are they going to trust you with their body?
0: Yeah, or cleanliness. Right. Right. If they see that your bathroom isn't clean or your table isn't clean
1: or you're sneezing into your hand and then (laughs) starting the massage without washing or something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There's lots of things where, you know, it's like if you go into a restaurant and the bathroom isn't clean or, you know, you see the gunk in the on the sideboards or whatever it's like hmm who's cleaning in here and I can't see the kitchen but I'm sure you know it's like I can't see under her fingernails but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, exactly yeah so you know keeping those things
1: is important and and you can retain your like you said you can have that warmth you can retain your if it's a spiritual type of feeling you have towards massage that calling experience that you've had to do massage you can have that and still be professional. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have yeah. to channel it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that's something that, you know, she talks about the idea that massage therapy was trying to become a legitimate healthcare profession, so it kind of swung the other way. It's like it goes from being this like wild and free and following your intuition thing to this like very cold clinical memorizing every mm-hmm. single muscle attachment medical school. Right. Because we want legitimacy and we can't be associated with those people, you know. and. So where's the balance? Like we need to both be warm and giving Mm -hmm. and caring and all these things, but we need to be professional within that, right? We need to, we can't, you know, we're not medical providers. We're not just prescribing a pill or, you know, we're spending time with people. We're giving our time.
1: It's a very personable, personal amount you know, amount of time. We're really invading their personal space. Right. <laughs> I mean, really invading their personal space. And, yeah. and they're allowing us to do that, mm-hmm. you know, by coming into our, our environment and asking, you know, paying us to do the service. They're wanting us to do that. So we have to be um, appreciative of that and take responsibility for it and show a little bit of respect to them by maintaining those professional boundaries. Yeah, yeah, I
0: agree. And every time I'll say, I've broken this occasionally, and every time I've regretted it. I mean, occasionally you still do it because, you know, you think, oh, you know, this person, for example, wanted to talk to me about personal, like, where, you know, why did you move here and where, you know, what's your Mm -hmm. family like and all this stuff. Then at some point, you know, my general rule is that I'm not going to ask them anything that's not related to the massage or that I need to know for their health or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't ask them, you know, I don't know, why did you move here? That yeah. wouldn't how be a question. how long have you lived here? Yeah, that's <laughs> not usually, because that's like a chatty question, mm-hmm. and we want it to be their time. And so if they ask me a question, I'll try to answer curtly and, you know, in a short but friendly way. Exactly. So they don't feel locked out, but then, you know, I found myself with this person, like, yeah, you know, I moved here just recently, blah, blah, blah. And then at some point I was like, oh, you know, when did you, what brought you here, or whatever? She was sharing that she was from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Then she ends up sharing this like horrible story about her dad abusing her and this whole oh, thing. No. And which is fine. I mean, that's sharing. Yeah. But then we got into this point where she was coming to see me every week and we started. Like, she would check in on me, oh, you know, you're buying your new house, or, you know, you're trying to get pregnant, or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, all these things, and at some point, like, it just started to feel awkward, because she's asking me how I am Mm -hmm. more, I feel like she's there for me, like, to check in on me, Right. and she just stopped coming, at some point, and I was like that's about right you know like I deserve that yeah
1: <laughs> but, it, but it's a it's a slippery slope and like you said it, it happens over the course of time yeah what well, starts out as one little question then the next time it's a couple more like oh you know how are you liking your new house you said you just moved here yeah you know and you're like oh we're liking. you know it's doing well except oh we had this problem yeah, you know, yeah maybe yeah. maybe you just had a leak or something so right. it's a really um, slippery slope when you start on that path and I'm sure every massage therapist is guilty of it. You're not the only one. No. I have clients that you know, know that I have a client who a friend of hers is my daughter's um, parapro. So she knows I have a special needs daughter. So she's always asking me about her. And I love that, but we're not here to talk about my daughter. We're here to give her a massage, you know? And, and so I'm like, oh, she's doing great. And I just keep going. Yeah, (laughs) really don't share all the little details. I'm not going to go, oh my gosh, you know, she wet the bed last night. It was awful. I was up at three in the morning, (laughs) Yeah. you know? So, um, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you, like you said, you have to give short answers in a nice way and then just flip it back to them.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, because as long you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. No, you know, once it's out, it's out there. It's out there. And he, there's things that you wouldn't think mm-hmm. would be a big deal. I had a, a client. Um, this was recently at a spa I worked at for like a week, and then I left. <laughs> um, who you know was a male client. He gave me a little bit of the creepy vibe, but you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at some point during the massage, she's like, "Oh, you know, how long have you been working here? And how often do you work here?" And those are sort of semi-professional questions, right? And it's fine. And, you know, how many massages did you do today? And I was like, well, you know, you're my only client today. And he was like, ooh, hard way to make a living. And I was like, no, you know, I'm I'm a mom. I am just had a baby, and so I'm not really trying to work full-time. Right. That's what I said. And he goes, oh, you know, waits a few minutes. And he goes, did you give birth? uh naturally or via c-section and i'm like
1: what what <laughs> but that well, was the next that. question and i'm like, <laughs> like is he really from?
0: Thinking... <laughs> right how, like how why do you, you need to know this information and what are you thinking about this is creepy you know it was really weird but it yes. just really jumped into the deep end really quickly yeah yes <laughs> what is acceptable
1: right and then and what do you do at that point <laughs> you know it's like I you just, just kind of have to uh, you know we can birth at the birth center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and you don't want to be rude to clients. Some clients don't realize they're being creepy. Right. <laughs> you know, they don't, I don't know why he would ask that. Um, so Honestly, you,
0: I did get a creepy vibe. Like I thought yeah. he was asking for un- uh, yes. incorrect purposes. Yes.
1: And I, <laughs> when I owned the spa, we had a gentleman who came in and it was probably the third time he was there. And the therapist finished with the massage. He left and she's like, you know, he just really gave me a creepy vibe and this isn't the first time. And I said, well, why am I just now hearing about it? Right. And I talked with the other therapist. She said, oh yeah, he said something like that to me. I just ignored it. I said, okay. You need to tell. Yes. I said, first of all, you know, you have the right to end the service. Mm -hmm. Um, and second of all, you know, if you're in an environment where you're not getting a good vibe from a client, if, if it's so bad in the service, and if it's not so bad, you're just a little bit hesitant please talk to your boss your supervisor your manager the yeah, owner get it in the notes
0: because yes.
1: if somebody
0: does have to be dismissed from the mm-hmm. spa or the practice or whatever yes
1: you it's a good idea right. to have written and we did we flagged him the problem was is he would call with different names oh my gosh yes yeah and um, he eventually stopped coming but um to the spa but um that I worked at but um yeah. Uh, yeah. He would call up with a different name, and the the receptionist, you know, she'd say he'd say, "I would, I should be in the system," and she'd say, "No, I don't have a Robert Jones in the system because he forgets that he used a different name last time." Ooh. A little bit weird. That is strange.
0: Yeah. Forget your own name. <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> he went sign. by several different names. Yeah. And we got a picture of him, hmm. and I put it up, and I said, "This is him." So when he show if he shows up under a different name, just let him know that unfortunately we can't see him. You know, if I was there, I would, I had a therapist though that ended up taking him. And she said, when he started talking to her about uncomfortable things, he came out and said, so what do you do for fun? And she said, oh, I, I go and talk to Jesus. I just got saved this weekend. <laughs> so she would turn the subject to religion and he stopped talking. Wow. But you know, that may not work for everybody. No. So <laughs> no. I don't recommend encouraging it or dealing with people like that.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to necessarily end the service. I mean, we're kind of getting off on uh, yeah tangent. sorry Yeah, we'll, <laughs> sorry. No, we'll, um, we'll definitely do an episode about sexual misconduct. Right, when
1: to, when to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <You> sorry. Know. <laughs> but uh, no, no, totally. Yeah, like, it's, there's... It's you just, never know what's going to... So, you know, you've got to be balanced because you want to be friendly. You don't want to yes. seem like, oh, I don't talk about myself because, I mean you can say something like that, but it's tough because they don't want them to feel
1: hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, cause they are putting themselves on your table undressed. They're putting themselves in a vulnerable position and they might just be trying to ease their tension a little bit mm-hmm. by making Chatting. it mm-hmm. right. You know, you want to be somewhat familiar with them so that they feel comfortable and feel safe. And we talked about this when we did our, our episode on communication, but it all comes down to making them feel safe and they're going to consciously or subconsciously feel safe based on your verbiage, your actions, and whether or not you stay in that professional mode. It can be friendly, it Mm -hmm. can be personal, and still be professional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and you know, you make a mistake, that's okay, like... (laughs) I mean, within reason, obviously, but you know, that client disappeared and I'm sorry. I wish that I had done things differently, but at the same time, the next client, I can be more professional. I can learn from that.
1: Exactly. And that's what you have to do. You just have to learn. I, as we talked about off air. I had a little bit of verbal diarrhea with a client one day, <laughs> and as soon as it came out, I realized what I said was not appropriate. Go wasn't and say it. it. <laughs> Go and say it. I, want I to. as he meant, tells me that it's his first massage, I said, "Oh, you're a massage virgin," and it's this young guy, and I was new at massage, so I was younger than I am now. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I said it, I thought, "Why did I just say the word virgin?" Yeah, now he's going to be
0: thinking about sex the whole time. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So. You set the premise, like we said before in our other podcast, you set the stage with your words a little bit and with your actions. Yeah, I mean, using the
0: table versus the bed. Yes. Things like that. Right. So
1: be careful. Think about what you say before you say it. (laughs) And think that they might be a little bit
0: nervous, anxious. We were talking in Mm -hmm. the last episode about being nervous. So nervous in class that you don't pay attention in class. Right. Because you want to be a good student and all this stuff. But some clients are like that too. I mean, I had a young guy. This was like my first spa i worked out after being registered um and i don't know he was just nervous about being naked in front of a girl whatever mm-hmm. like whatever the situation was he was nervous and so i explained you know get under the sheet face down whatever i come in he's like totally he's like face up but totally not in a creepy way like he was sitting there holding himself <laughs> oh no like private parts <laughs> and just like is this room. right? And I was like, <laughs> no. no, I'm gonna leave the room, let you get undressed. But he was so nervous that he just blanked, like completely didn't pay attention. Yes. and then when I left the room, he was just like, What do I do? You know. And so it wasn't intentional. I, you no. know, made sense that it wasn't intentional. And you
1: can you can pick up on that. You can tell sometimes when someone is just nervous and when they are just not nervous. Not <laughs>
0: nervous. Yeah. So trying to you know, trying to be cautious. Of the fact that when I'm giving information, I'm giving this. Uh, instructions about how to get on the table or what to wear or whatever that they may not you may need to look at them and say did you get that do you have any questions Mm -hmm. I always
1: like lift the corner of my sheets I'm like okay you're gonna get under the blankets and and I'll touch the face cradle like face down and that way they're hearing it and they're also seeing it so hopefully (laughs) yeah hopefully hopefully 99.9 percent of the time they will yeah, you know, I still may have some people be face up, but they're under the blanket. So. Yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> I mean, you look at the blanket. Yeah. yeah, just rechecking with them that they might be coming in with a total panic. I mean, maybe they're just in pain and mm-hmm. they are They here, can't focus. But they can't focus mm-hmm. or, you know, they've got their own thing going on. It's yes. not about me necessarily.
1: Yeah, and, But if, if you start with and get, train yourself to use those professional words like table instead of bed and things like that, it's those little... Subtle words that make a difference and that set the tone as being professional, mm-hmm. and like we talk about in another podcast, using glutes instead of butt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah right. You don't <laughs> want to tell a client, "I'm going to work on your butt today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it and just... when I
0: say glutes, I'll show them. You know, exactly. on myself. That mm-hmm. um, that's that's what I do. Yes, but yeah. So using using that language to help people um, get in a good frame of mind and. Having really clear boundaries, starting on time. All those things are so important, but it's a matter of balancing, you know, your warmth with mm-hmm. your professionalism right. and allowing that professionalism. It's like a, the form of a poem mm-hmm. makes the poem good, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you write a great sonnet, but the sonnet is a really constrained form of poetry right. or haiku or whatever. Um but it allows your imagination to flow. So it's kind of like it allows us warmth to be mm-hmm. able to be really caring for them and all this stuff, but within those boundaries. Exactly. So that it doesn't ruin everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just verbal diarrhea or whatever. Yes, you know? exactly. You got to be careful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's going to be something as, as a massage student or a, a first-time massage therapist or um, a beginning massage therapist, you're not going to be perfect you know it's going to take practice and that's one of the things that I know that we're going to be focusing on a lot is professionalism setting those boundaries where are those boundaries um, and practicing that verbiage so that they don't say something <laughs> you know, not that it won't ever happen but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll help yeah it definitely it definitely
0: happens and you definitely you know you learn from it it's like Every, like I said, every time that I cross those boundaries, we were talking about exchanges with friends and yes. those kind of things. We'll do another podcast Yeah, I that.
1: think that's another great uh, thing to do about um, professionalism is those dual relationships we have. And like you said, we're going to talk about that in another all on its own because it really is its own We have 30... lots of stories. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> can talk for 30 minutes. that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. like they talk about in The Educated Heart, going back to, to this introduction, I think the main thing I take away from it is that – Professionalism breeds trust, mm-hmm. and that's going to help you because if your client can trust you, they're going to be able to relax. They're going to be able to let you in, let you do the work you need to do to help them. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a couple great little quotes here. She says um, that practitioners create difficult clients. So sometimes, I mean, not maybe not always, but mm-hmm. you can if you have a client who... You know, you, again, are screwing up with their time. You have to change their appointment a bunch of times. You're, you know, the um, not consistent with payment, all these things. Mm-hmm. You can create clients who are really stressed. Right. And eventually they're just going to leave.
1: Exactly. Usually. Because it's not worth it. Yeah. And you're not going to like dealing with them because they're going to become frustrated and agitated every time they deal with you. And it's it just becomes a circle. It's an endless circle. Mm-hmm um let's see oh i wanted to say um to
0: sorry i'll start again i wanted to talk a little bit about and she talks about herself as a client in this uh, introduction Mm -hmm. and she says my world had been turned upside down and Mm -hmm. there had to be some place where i could feel safe and at least in small ways in charge of my environment so recognizing that if someone needs to change you know the lighting or the temperature or the music or whatever that it you know, letting them have that control over it—that it's not about me being a bad therapist and I pick bad music or whatever—it's like, right? They may. I've
1: definitely, that. even in the spa environment, I've had clients say, you know, that music is a little loud is there any way we can turn it down? Like, of course. And I go and turn it down, you know, um, because like you said, you want to give them that control. You don't want them to feel like a prisoner on your table. Right. <laughs> that doesn't create a, a trusting, relaxing environment. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my clients, um, as you know, I like, I like the <laughs> Indian music with the flutes. But I have a client who loves ocean waves. She's like, I know that's boring for you. I said, it's fine. And so I just put on ocean waves. And that's what we listen to during her massages. Yeah. And I had another client who liked classical music. So I let him pick it out. And he would bring in his own music. And, um, you know, so because I want to, if they're happy, they're going to relax and um you know, I'm not going to let them rearrange my whole room. Like, hey, I really want the table facing north. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, <laughs> or within, something like that. Yeah, but within yeah. control, the music, the temperature, of the table. Um, you know, we talked about you know, adjusting for pressure and things. So that's all within what they can control, and yeah. we have to allow them to have that control.
0: Yeah, yeah, that it can be really therapeutic for them to be able to you know, have that control. Yes. And, you know, she touches on it briefly and she'll talk about it more later on in the book where, you know, they don't know what our techniques are. They don't necessarily, especially a new client, doesn't really necessarily know what massage is supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it feels good and pleasant to them, although if it's a therapeutic treatment where they've got a painful condition, maybe not always. But they're gonna judge your treatment not necessarily based on the manual skills.
1: Exactly. It's going to be the whole experience. And that's one of the things I, when I own the spa, I tried to get across to every therapist is we're creating an experience from the time they go to our website to they call to make the appointment. And whether you work at a spa or you have your own place, it all needs to be, you know, we talked about this, I think in one of the other podcasts, um, they have to be able to trust that if if they contact you on your website or Facebook or whatever, that you're going to reply within, you know, a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, if your clients are contacting you and it takes you two or three days to respond like, oh, hey, were you wanting a massage?
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) You know, they're
1: going to stop. They're not going to feel like you're someone that they can can rely on. So Mm -hmm. you have to set a realistic boundary, you know, 24 hours of response time. Things like that go a long way um, to... Create that professional, uh, trusting relationship. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about, like you said, trust and creating. Let's see, what did you say here? Um, the best therapist showed compassionate mm-hmm. curiosity and conscientious attentiveness. Yes, you know that being present. We've talked a lot about this before, but being yes. present with them, listening, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on really quick was the. Uh, advice giving
1: <laughs> yes I was yeah I had read that too and I think that's we're all guilty of that you know somebody comes in with a problem when we want to solve it for them you know and in, in every relationship whether it's a professional relationship but sometimes people just need to be listened to and we're not You know, psychotherapists, Mm -hmm. um, we're manual therapists, and you can listen to your clients. You know, that doesn't mean you have to say, Oh, well, you know, it sounds like you really need to leave him because, yeah, (laughs) because you're you're not getting the whole story. So, all they need to do is talk, and all you need to do is listen. Yeah, I, I
0: had an experience recently where I went to a practitioner for a type of body work, and, you know, she, I was saying that I was having a lot of nerve issues, because I I do, I've c i have I talked about it before, mm-hmm. where it's just like a chronic thing, it goes away, it comes back, and then, you know, having the baby, sleeping on my side, all kinds of things has kind of um, messed it up. So I'm recovering my nerve injury now again. And she asked me what kind of oils do I eat. So, you know, I said, Well, I cook with avocado oil, I eat coconut oil, you know, I take fish oils, like I'm really In my mind, it's like, I'm doing everything I can. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, you might really want to watch that because, you know, those hydrogenated oils, you don't want to take those in. And she just kind of gave me a lecture about it. And I was like, honestly, like, I am doing the best I can. (laughs) You know, it's like when you are at your limit already, I'm coming to you because I'm... I really am doing everything I can with my energy. Like, yes. you know, if I am totally sleep deprived telling me to get more sleep, it's like, I know, duh. Right. But like I'm trying to do things besides that because I can't do that right now.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, I love my <laughs> husband.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, this is a very male thing. Yes. Male. Like if you read a Mar- Mars, Venus, you know, mm-hmm. woman from Venus, the yeah. ideas. is.
1: He waits until I'm in the middle of a really bad sinus infection to where I can't you know my whole face hurts i'm you know i've got my head wrapped up in a heating pad and you know i'm just miserable i can't open my eyes because i get really bad sinus infections and he waits to say oh well maybe you should do this and maybe you know all of these preventative things and it's like okay right now i can't even open my eyes or stand up you know sometimes it gets so bad it's in my ears and i'm dizzy and so he he suggests these things and at the time I could You prob- just want to
0: rip his head off. Yeah, I
1: could probably, <laughs> you know, throw my natty pot at his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really like,
0: Wait, have you done the natty pot? And you're like, Yeah, I'm doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. I have I have bad insomnia that comes in waves, you mm-hmm. know, in and out. And my husband, when we first met, was like, Well, I just you know, I just breathe in and out of my nose for an hour before I go to bed. Like not not yeah. laying in bed, but yeah. like he'll see he said he would start like consciously breathing mm-hmm. in and out of his nose while he's brushing his teeth or whatever he's doing. I'm like you don't think I know to breathe out of my nose? Like, yeah, it doesn't work. You know, whatever
1: you tell me. What works for one person may not work for everybody. (laughs) So if you, I would love it if somebody would give me this thing.
0: But but it's for somebody who's exasperated at the end of their rope, they really Mm -hmm. don't need a lecture about something they're already doing their best about.
1: Yeah. No, and, you know, if, if your client is really at the end of the rope, you know, suggest they see a doctor about it. You know, like, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, hopefully this massage will help. You know, if it's yeah. a sleep thing, if it's a, a pain thing, it's like, well, let's see what we can do today. I hope this gives you some relief. That's yeah. all you need to say. Yeah,
0: or you can ask them, if you ask them what they're doing, and they say they're already doing neti Pod, and they're already right. doing this and that, you know, just let that be. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're
1: doing everything you can. Yeah, because sometimes... Like we talked about before, just telling them that you know what, you're okay. You're doing something great, right? Just by being here, yeah, you know? yeah. You're already do. You're already on the right path. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be fine. Yeah, this too shall pass, right? Yes, That's,
0: I've got a little sign on my bathroom mirror. Yeah, this too shall pass. It's yeah, like, it's okay. Nothing is permanent. It's fine. Right. It'll-
1: yeah. It's hard for them. You know, it's hard if you're in the storm to see. To see the the end of it and so if you can kind of give them a glimpse of it and take their mind off of it with the massage and let them know that it's okay it's going to be okay you're doing what you can it takes the pressure off of them and maybe they can okay you're right okay yeah. and and maybe it does help maybe it doesn't but maybe for that moment they feel okay yeah yeah absolutely yeah
0: it's like I remember um a long time ago when I I was younger I was like very very fastidious about my healthcare and all this stuff <laughs> this was pre business opening and, <laughs> baby. and I was laying on the table and I was like trying to get myself completely centered on the massage table it was before the therapist came in and I was mm-hmm. like measuring with my fingers on <laughs> and all this stuff and I said you know my head still feels like my sensory like... motive experience mm-hmm. of it was that I feel crooked but that I know that I'm centered And I was like wow you know I was telling the therapist about this and she was like could just relax. <laughs> it's mm-hmm.
1: like, you don't have to think about it all the time. Just, yeah. Just relax. Yeah. Sometimes we overthink. Yeah. But, but yeah. I think, you know, like you were talking about with the advice, it's just, it goes back to, you know, our clients don't need to be judged. They don't need to be shamed. Yeah. Um, so if you can just be that as she put, as she says it, that soothing, non-judgmental words and peaceful offices were vacations to her. Yeah. So, and that's what our clients need. They need a vacation from their life. You know, even if it's just 30 minutes, 60 minutes, they need to get out of their life and maybe get into their body, see what's going on. And as we'll talk about in the next episode with Job's body, that's one of their main points is, you know, the fresh perspective by that touch. So, um, you know that's what we—that's what we're here to do, mm-hmm. and it's as simple as that. Yeah, it doesn't need to be more. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, thanks, Mitzi. We'll see you next time on the Okuni School of Therapy Massage yeah, podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And if you have any uh, thoughts for us, you want to get in touch with us, you know, go through our website www. and click on the contact page, and we'd be happy to hear from you.
1: Love it. Awesome.
0: Well, that's it for today on the Oconee School of Therapeutic Massage podcast. If you want to find out more about our training programs or continuing education, please visit our website at www.oconeemassageschool.com. We hope to see you next week for more massage therapy conversations.